0: a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies,
0: Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and you're listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. And I have Paul with me tonight.
3: Hey, guys.
0: <laughs> and tonight, our topic is on building sexual confidence. And basically, I remember when I was young and my first time having sex with another person it was a little difficult because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any training in sexuality. And I just felt very self-conscious about my body at the time. And I had kept having these thoughts, am I doing it right? Am I going to make this person feel good? Am I doing it all wrong? Just all this performance anxiety. And I think that sometimes it's a matter of focus. Too often we get too hung up on, am I doing it right? Or am I big enough? Or am I good enough? And it really can get in the way. What I discovered as I started learning more about sexuality is instead of focusing so much on orgasms and and on performance, I started refocusing on pleasure, particularly being able to pleasure myself and another person. I'm going to let Paul say a few words because he came up with the topic.
3: Yeah, for me, when I started training with Gigi, Felt fairly confident in the way that I had sex. And one of the things I've talked about a lot on the show in the past is that when I started my training, I had a big problem with premature ejaculation. But I had compensated for that by getting good with my fingers and my mouth. And I thought that I was okay at sex. But then when I started working with Gigi and I started getting away from this idea of me having to like always be on the giving end and I started focusing on receiving pleasure I was able to, like, A, get over my problem with premature ejaculation, and I was able to really connect with my sexual partners in a way that was so amazing and so beautiful. And once I got out of that mindset that I had had where I... Assume that I would come prematurely. So, like the way that sex used to work for me is that I would get my partner off several times. And then when it came time for m- me to have sex, I would, it would take like a minute or two and then I would come. So, I'd have to get them off a bunch of times before the sex happened. And when I started focusing on pleasure for myself, and then also incorporating other things that Gigi had taught me, I was able to really, really connect with my partners in in a beautiful and wonderful way that was really good for both of us. And like one of the things that Gigi taught me about was edging. So I was able to translate that into having sex for a little while and then going back to what I was used to, using my fingers and mouth and hands and stimulating and then having sex for a while again. And then as I did that more and more and more, my ability to last for a long time grew, and my ability to just really connect with my partner what, like, really became amazing and beautiful.
0: I know you talked a little bit about edging, I'd like to talk a little bit about what's involved with edging and orgasm. There's a lot of components that come into play here. I think number one is start working your sex muscles, exercising them. If they're soft and out of shape, it's harder to gain self-control and harder to really feel what's going on when you're getting close to an orgasm. And by really developing and Exercising your PC muscles, your pubococcygeus muscles. Some people call them Kegel's exercises, but Kegel didn't come up with it. He got it from tantric readings. (laughs) But aside of that, they are important to really build up your sex abilities. I think the other thing that really helps is that sex is energy. We need to learn how to work with our sexual energy. And part of that is learning different breathing techniques. Breath is what helps circulate energy. When we breathe deep, we're circulating energy in our bodies. And so there's a lot of components. And then learning how to identify when you're getting close to that point and no return. And this works both for females and for males. It's learning how your body feels right when you're about to have an orgasm. How was that part of the exercises for you, Paul?
3: I mean, so it was very incredible. But one of the things I kind of want to go into that really fed me a lot and taught me a lot through our training was if, especially since I had a problem with premature ejaculation, you taught me to not feel bad when I came. Like, if you're trying to go longer and you wind up coming, don't beat yourself up over it like coming always feels great like it's a good thing it's a good thing for you to come like when you come be proud of it and really really be in that moment of the orgasm because it's so easy to get in the logical side of your head when you come especially when you were trying to go further but like one of the things Gigi really taught me that I really absorbed is when I'm having that experience just fully experience it just go with it and and love it and there's nothing wrong with you having that experience even if you were trying to go longer than you did And I remember for a while before I started training with Gigi, every time I would come, there was a small amount of guilt that built up and built up and built up. And I didn't even notice it building up inside of me. But every time I came prematurely, which was pretty much every time, I like built up this guilt that felt really terrible. And then when I started working with Gigi, both taught me how to extend that and move past that premature ejaculation. But whenever my ejaculations have happened, there have been times that Gigi has, in a BDSM way, told me, don't come, do not come, you're not allowed to. And then I did. And the second that I did, the messaging was different because he was working with me to try to get me to build up to where I wouldn't prematurely come, but he didn't want me to ever feel any shame around having an orgasm because it turns out orgasms are great they're fucking wonderful
0: and i think part of the process is because i know when i first started working with this stuff trying to edge is an art and it takes time to learn where your point of no return is and when you reach it and have an orgasm and or ejaculation. Go with it, enjoy it, and then come back and do it again another time and work on it. And part of the learning process is to start identifying where is that point of no return? We're all built a little differently. And I got so good at it, I could come within under one minute if I wanted to, or I could extend it for days and days. (laughs) And it can really be an amazing thing to really get in tune with your body and get in tune with the sexual energy flowing through your body. And I think that's a big part of it, is really exploring what does it feel like when I get close to that point of no return? What's going on inside my body? And really focusing. I think that's one of the keys is learning how to focus internally on the pleasures, on what you're feeling, and and the excitement that's building and how to get to it just up to that point or right before that point of no return and then take some deep breaths and Let the energy circulate, bring it up out of your genitals into your whole body and circulate it through the body. And I think that's one of the things I remember the first time I had a full-body orgasm. It was so amazing. It's like every cell in my body went into orgasm, and it was so amazing.
3: I know like one of the big things for me is as I've been going through this training with you and then working out my PC muscles, my pubococcygeus muscles, which, as you said earlier, some people call kegels, and working on moving that sex energy around when I'm in the throes of passion I know that there like there are times where I got to a point that would have a hundred percent made me come like in the beginning and then I I worked on it and I got to that point and it's no longer the point of no return. It turns out where the point of no return is constantly grows and gets further and further and part of the important thing in edging is when you go into edging like you are trying to get to the point right before you come and you get closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer until either you abstain and and walk away for that session or you come and when you go through this process of learning how to understand your body in a better way how to work with your sex muscles when you learn how to do the breathing work as you're bringing yourself closer to orgasm. And like, especially for me, like one of the big things is learning how to move that energy because like, especially for AMAP people, men or people born with penis. It, most of the time when we have sex that, all of the sex energy is in the cock and the balls and like the sex organs. But if you can take that energy that is in your cock and you can spread it out and you can do it with your hands, you can just move your hands and like pretend it's a squeegee and then wipe that feeling down into your legs and then, wipe that feeling up into your tummy and to your chest, and then you get to touch your nipples, which also feels real good. And like you can really bring that sex energy throughout your whole body by moving it. I had to start doing it physically with my hands. And after I got used to Like kind of physically moving that energy with my hands, I was able to learn how to just focus on other parts of my body while I was stimulating myself. And it's so powerful when you put all of that together.
0: I think another part of this is, and I get back to the word focus, it's being able to focus on the pleasures and what your body is actually feeling. It's getting into your body and out of your head sometimes in some ways. It's its letting go of the thoughts and just really focusing in on what your body is feeling and enjoying the pleasures and And I've said it on the show many times, an orgasm only lasts... Well, typical orgasms only last a few moments. But building up that pleasure can last hours and hours. And it feels so good.
3: And also, if you take that time to build up that orgasm, when you finally do have an orgasm, it will make your toes curl. Like for me... I actually get weird, like, vibrating energy, like, all throughout my legs and in the bottom of my feet and in my hands and going up through my hair and just all over. Gigi calls it a full-body orgasm, and it really is a full-body orgasm when you're able to get there. I remember when I started training under Gigi, one of the things he told me is, if you stick with me, you'll have orgasms like you never imagined. And to me, that sounded real crazy, because orgasms feel real good. And I thought I had experienced the best that orgasms have for me. And I was fucking wrong I was wrong going through this training with Gigi learning the things that we're talking about and like really keying into my body as everything was happening and then learning how to stretch out that orgasm and stretch out the feelings that were going all through my body when I do have an orgasm these days, it is intense and powerful and like really kind of earth shattering in a way that is hard to really describe, but it's absolutely
0: incredible often before we do a show, we talk about the topic a little bit. And Paul was saying that being a submissive really helped him gain confidence and gain gain that ability to really experience sex at a deeper level. Do you want to talk about some of the things that really stood out for you with BDSM?
3: Yeah. So, like, for me, like, it definitely like, enhance my my sex life and the way that I experience my body. So, like, in general, being a sub is opening yourself up to your dominant and whatever they want to do or to do for you. I'm lucky in the fact that Gigi is a service dominant. And when it really comes down to it, Gigi's highest goal is for me to reach the best possible version of myself that is possible. So like a lot of the work that we have done has been around building me up and making me better and and like really like any thing that i have a like a hard spot on the bdsm is there to build me up to smooth out my rough areas and any area that i have that really sings that is really amazing and beautiful that is the best of what i have Gigi is also there to shine me up and make it that much better and and feed that part of me as well so going through all of this all of the i have gotten so much better at uh time management at Putting things in a defined order and knowing which tasks to like really tackle at any given time. And these are all things I used to be really terrible at. But through training with Gigi and like going through BDSM, like in the proper way. With him, to and like part of it was that I would I would have uh, punishments when I I was not my best self, and I would earn punishments, and through those punishments, I would learn not to do those things anymore, and to really focus on different parts of myself, and through doing this. All of my weak areas have been built up and made better. And then at the same time, all of my really strong things, like all of the things that I was already good at, have also been built up and made better. And it's so easy to go into life with, a positive foot forward when you notice that everything in your life is getting better. And like through working with Gigi, I have been able to continually do that, constantly get better at the things I'm bad at and constantly get better at the things I'm good at. And it has built up my confidence. I feel like a much more secure person than I have ever felt in my life. I feel amazing. And like, especially when I go to events where we're like running temple, I can speak in a way. It used to be that I would have to fake my confidence to kind of engage people. But now that confidence is not fake at all. I I feel all of it. I feel all of those things are true when I'm talking to anyone. So it's, it's amazing. One of the things
0: that was going through my mind as you were talking is that I remember early on in your training, I had to work with you on really exploring the whole body, not just the genitals. And that tends to be a tendency with a lot of people in our culture is to just go for the genitals when it comes to sex. But there's other parts of the body that can be so amazing and erogenous and can, once you kind of get into the right headspace, they become electric almost. You mention nipples and for everybody it's a little different. I mean, I love nipple play, it's great, but I also like having my feet massaged and my toes sucked. I like my whole body being part of the process and not just going delving into genital sex right away, but building that energy throughout the body can go a long ways to helping you really focus in on the pleasures and not focus on just reaching an orgasm.
3: I mean, I I 100% agree. Like I know that as I've learned to so as you taught me to focus on different areas of pleasure in my own body I've been able to use that For all of my other partners, ever since we started our training. And I can guarantee you, like, I probably wasn't like terrible at sex before we started training, but I know that ever since we started training, everyone I've ever had sex with has really thoroughly been amazed by what I do. And it's, it's kind of funny now that I'm working with you, I get to tell people like, so it turns out like being a sex slave uh, has its perks and it, it makes sense to people. And it's really powerful and amazing. The thing that really like amazes me, like I, I remember when I had the problem with premature ejaculation it was because I was focusing entirely on my genitals. And since I discovered the rest of my body, I can get myself really, really turned on. And then I can stroke one side of my hand. I can brush against my ear. I can brush my fingers along my neck and like breathe in deeply. and really like feed that feeling without having the worry that it's gonna make me come you know if I kept on stroking my cock it might make me come but I get to the point where like I'm ready to come and then I stop and then I just touch the rest of my body and I know the areas that really turn me on and I can, build that feeling up and I can build that feeling up until I'm not just ready to fucking burst and then I can go back to stroking my cock and feeling really amazing and beautiful and then I go until I'm ready to come again and then I touch the rest of my body i touch my ears i touch my nipples i squeeze them really hard i bite my tongue i do all of these things it's weird because you do this thing where you focus in and then you focus out and you focus in and then you focus out and it's a skill that you can learn and teach yourself and when you are able to do it, it's incredible.
0: And part of what we're talking about is what I call the tantric circles. It's working slowly into the really hot spots, those supercharged spots, whether it's the genitals or the nipples. I know there's been times when I've teased around Paul's nipples doing circles starting real wide ones at first and slowly tantalizingly work closer and closer to the nipple. And when you start doing that, the focus becomes so intense and I can actually see his nipples get erect from just teasing them a little bit. And I do that with other parts of the body too, just... Working, first of all, learning where his hot spots are and then teasing and tantalizing. And then I'll go in and touch the nipple for a few moments and then back off and just play this little dance of raising that erotic energy in his body. And when I do myself, I do the same thing. I just work that energy and slowly build it up and tantalize it. And it can be so amazing, and for a lot of women in our culture, the sexual response system is different from men. For men, pretty much all they need is a little bit of stimulus, and they're rock hard, ready to go. But for a lot of women, it takes waking the Kundalini Waking up that sex energy before they're ready to go. And if you take your time and do this and work with the erogenous sense, work with the whole body, all of a sudden you can awaken everything in the body, not just the pussy, but the, in the clip, but the entire body. And one of the things I've found so amazing is how during my waking days, normal, walking around the room, I can brush my nipple and it feels kind of good, but it's not like when I've tantalized it and woken it up fully, all of a sudden the way I perceive those sensations is like the difference between night and day.
3: Yeah, I think it's amazing because You were talking about how we go through our day-to-day lives and we're constantly stimulating our entire bodies by wearing clothing and walking around. Your clothes are constantly rubbing against your nipples and your genitals. And if it's particularly form-fitting, like even stimulating your asshole. But it it doesn't really register, and it takes being conscious of the touch to kind of like transform that feeling from being a mundane feeling to being amazing and beautiful. What one of the things I was thinking about earlier as you were talking is uh, one of the places that everyone has gone to to get laid is like a dance hall or somewhere where dancing is happening. And why is it that people go to places where people are dancing to get laid? Well, it's because when you are dancing, you are being fully aware of your body as you're moving it. And you're paying attention to the way that other people are moving their bodies. And you're subconsciously thinking about how their movements would make your body feel and vice versa. And I think that's one of the reasons why either discotheques or dance clubs or dance halls, like even back in the day when people were very puritanical, they would still meet their partners at a town hall dance. And I think that that comes from the fact that in order to dance, you have to be very aware of your body and you are opening that tactile kinesthetic part of your brain up, and people subconsciously realize the rhythms that would work with them.
0: Basically, what we're talking about here is waking the kundalini, and I really believe that a shift occurs in our minds when we start becoming aroused. We do reach a different type of consciousness, we're more in tune with our bodies when it's working right. And all of a sudden, that kundalini starts awakening in us. We're more focused on the erotic and the, that, oh, just primal feelings that oftentimes in modern-day society we repress. And when we can awaken that primal energy within us, that sex energy, It can take us places. (laughs) And wow, we're already to station break time. (laughs) Where does the time go? It
3: flies.
0: (laughs) I want to remind people that we do have several websites and we do run Aphrodite's Temple virtually once a month. For this month and for December, well, this month we did... Aphrodite's Temple last week, not the last Sunday of the month. Usually we do it the last Sunday, but because of the holidays, we moved it up a week. So if you're interested in coming to Aphrodite's Temple, we do it on Zoom, and you can sign up for it. It's on ladyboytemple.com. You have to sign up in advance, and then I'll send you the link to join us. And it's really amazing. The other thing I'd like to say is that I love questions, and I love people's comments and information that you want to inquire about. And so feel free to email me. My email address is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at ggwilber.com It's real simple. My name and .com That's two G's wilbu So email me if you have questions because I'd like to know what would you like to hear about? What would you like to learn sexually? And where do you want to go with your sex life? I think the next thing is I also do sex coaching for those that want to go really intensive. And you can contact me at my website for sex coaching, and that's at ggwilber.com. And sign up if you're interested. I do offer a complimentary 15-minute exploratory sex coaching call. So you can check it out, and the 15-minute call is free of charge. And then, of course, I've got my original website. It's ravenslayerleather.com. So check it all out. We've got training videos. I've got our link to our Patreon page. Anything else you want to add to Station Break?
3: So... Just to expand on the, the link to the Patreon page, if you want to go there independently, the website is patreon.com forward slash ladyboygg, that's spelled ladyboygig com.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple.
0: And so, back to our topic. And tonight we're talking about gaining more confidence in sexuality. Becoming more confident lover. And becoming a more attuned lover. Becoming attuned to your body and to your partner's body. I think one thing we haven't discussed a whole lot is communications. And in our culture, so many people are taught, oh, you don't talk about sex. And especially for women, they're kind of culturated to not specify what they desire and want. And that's so critical to be able to communicate to your partner what you desire, what really gets you turned on. And for even some people, It's like they don't even know. And I think by exploring your own body first and really getting into more mindful masturbation and really learning how your body works sexually is the first step before you can communicate to your partner what you like. And then once you've discovered what you enjoy and what you desire and what really gets you lit up, and fired up sexually, then communicate that to your partner. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I like it when you touch me like this. Or I've actually had people come in temple and then say, we're going to try a little exercise. I want you to use your partner's hand to masturbate yourself. And that teaches them the amount of pressure And how fast or slow you like it, how you like to be touched, you can use their hand to touch yourself in the ways that you enjoy. Any thoughts on this, Paul?
3: I know that was a a very big part of my training with you. And I remember when I first started training with you, I had a partner that the sex that we had had together was pretty good we both liked it but I know that after I started training with you and I remember the first time I tried to have my partner do this exercise with me they found it kind of like challenging but also like at first it made them feel self-conscious and I think that's a very like, common thing to feel if you go through this process. So you should be aware that it might feel a little silly or performative in the beginning, but if you continue with it, it's really easy to learn because, like, I remember with my ex-partner, I used to do the tantric circles that DG taught me and one of the things I learned with that partner was they wanted a little bit of direct stimulation and then for me to go into the tantric circles instead of going directly into the tantric circles without any stimulation. And that took me learning that, but once I learned that, it really made our sex life a lot better. I think that goes to show that
0: how important communication is, is because we're all neurologically wired differently. Our bodies work a little bit different. And if you think about neurology, it's pretty amazing how complex our bodies are. The signals that our bodies send to the brain and then the brain sending signals back to the body It's a pretty complex system. And it's no-brainer that we're all built a little different. It takes communicating and showing each other what you enjoy and how your body's wired, because we are wired differently.
3: Yeah, definitely. And like one of the things with my ex-partner that I had gone through that with they were not the kind of person that would have immediately told me, Uh, especially since I still think before I had started my training under UGG, like, our sex was pretty okay, Uh, and neither of us felt bad about it. But I think that When I started training under you, our sex life got much, much better, and I could tell on their end that their enjoyment was much, much higher. The the things that we talk about on the show, the advice that we give, it's not for nothing. Like There's a lot to the work that we are trying to do. And like, just incredible. I think another
0: area that we've been kind of hinting around, but haven't really named specifically is vulnerability. And to really have good sex, it takes becoming vulnerable. Takes opening yourself on many different levels, not just physically, but emotionally and and even at a certain level, becoming vulnerable. That's part of the dynamics of a BDSM relationship between a sub and a dom. The submissive opening up and being vulnerable to the dominant, And that can be very powerful. I know that when I was submissive, I would... Become very vulnerable and allow the Dom into some of my darker secrets (laughs) and share those things. I would also open my body to let them explore where they wanted to go with it and do things that they were into, even though I was a little hesitant at first, but we communicated, we negotiated, and And I was fortunate I had some really good dominance that really challenged me to go deeper and to grow. Because we don't grow unless we open up and become a little bit more vulnerable and explore new things.
3: So it's interesting that you bring this up because we're talking about confidence. And I think that some people think that Vulnerability is the direct opposite feeling to confidence. But I think that you're completely right on that in order to become the most confident version of yourself, it does take vulnerability. One of the things in BDSM that is super important is that you need to find a DOM that you trust. And if the trust isn't there, and it has to be there 100%, if the trust isn't there, it's not going to work. But when you do find a DOM that you can trust, you can trust them with your secrets you can trust them with the deep down things inside of yourself that hold you back that hurt you that you hate about yourself you can if you can find a dom that you trust you can trust them with all of those things and sometimes It is through putting those burdens on another person's shoulders and taking them off of your own that is what is necessary to flourish and to go forward and to become better. And so it takes vulnerability to step into confidence if you're trying to do this in a BDSM way. And
0: trust is a process. It doesn't have to be 100% at the start. Actually, trust initially is a decision we make. We decide, okay, I'm going to trust this person just a little bit here. I'm going to go out on a limb and see where it goes. And as that trust grows and flourishes... And it's built on one step at a time, testing the waters, all of a sudden it can very quickly go to a hundred percent. It kind of brings me back to the little prince. <laughs> in the little prince, the author talks about taming. And taming is a great trust building exercise. It's like you don't just jump in the deep end. You test the waters a little bit. Over time, you go a little deeper, a little deeper, until all of a sudden you're in the deep end. <laughs> but it's built on a foundation of taming each other, getting to know each other at a deeper level. And I think we went through that process. It does take time.
3: I mean, a hundred percent. Like especially with me, and this has nothing on you, like. To do with you. I came into this very mistrustful of most people, and then I had specific trauma wrapped around men, and then I had extra trauma wrapped around older men. And th- that meant that my natural state made it a little hard for me to accept the things that Gigi was putting me through. And it's weird because I thought this whole time I had complete and utter trust in Gigi. I thought that I had complete and utter trust in Gigi. But... For the longest time, I didn't trust him enough to be honest with things that I thought he didn't want to hear, which is a not complete trust. There were certain scenarios that made me uncomfortable that I was comfortable enough to keep going through those scenarios. Without telling Gigi. And that was me. Lying to Gigi. That was me. Like taking my trust. Away from Gigi. And it was only after. I. Was able to. Start telling Gigi the things. That I thought. That he didn't want to hear. Like times where I felt. I wasn't attracted felt like really gross with the interaction and things like that were kind of predicated on some of the old stuff that I had had like some of the trauma that I had built up and it was only once I had gotten the confidence to understand that if I wanted to go forward with Gigi. I needed to take off the blinders and be a hundred percent honest and like in ways that I knew I was gonna hurt me because it felt hurtful towards him. And I was able to do that. And I was able to overcome a lot of those things only after I was able to talk about the things that made me uncomfortable in the first place. And it took confidence to get to the point where I could tell Gigi the things that really were sitting on my heart that hurt, that I wanted to say, but that I thought would hurt him. And I think that's part of being a dominant,
0: is knowing that where some of this stuff is coming from, I could tell where a lot of it was coming from. In you. And we all have these old messages and tapes and things from previous experiences that we think, oh, this is the way it is, and then once we go through the process and get with somebody and face some of those fears, all of a sudden we realize, oh, maybe it's not as bad as I first thought. Maybe it was only the people from the past that were doing it all wrong, (laughs) And it's really rediscovering and opening new doors and facing some of our fears and, and becoming really vulnerable and, and being able to know that through this process of taming and growing that trust with each other that it is okay. And that while it is a little painful to go through the process you grow so much (laughs) i know you have and and i have in my experiences when i've opened up to people and even opening up to you with some of the things that i don't really share with many people
3: yeah like one of the things that really gets me is this juxtaposition because like right now we're talking about confidence. We're talking about stepping into yourself, which like helps you build that confidence. And then when you apply it in BDSM, sometimes it looks completely different. It's very paradoxical. Sometimes the, like, confidence that you take in the moment stepping forward, it is only to build yourself up to sacrifice a different part of yourself in the moment for the scene that you're doing or the person that you're doing it for. And that's still took a lot of confidence to take that step only to take a halfway back step which in the weird thing of bdsm is completely okay and sometimes necessary
0: the time has flown by we're at the top of the hour (laughs) I know that for me, this has been such an amazing process. Most of my adult life, I've gotten into BDSM, which I once had a girlfriend that was a very passionate lover. She would scratch and bite. We had some of the most incredible sex. And I didn't even realize how much... How many scratch marks and bite marks I had on my body till the next morning. It didn't even feel like pain in the same way as pain usually feels. And so there are a lot of paradoxes in BDSM. And I think that's part of the beauty of it is that we can sometimes think, oh, this just sounds so off. I can't go there. But we test the waters a little bit and think, okay, let's try this different approach. We don't have to stay there, but we can try something new. I think it was Einstein that said that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome, that's the definition of insanity. (laughs) It's when you can step out on a limb and test new things out and try new things out that really brings you to a whole new perspective and to growth. And it's taking that vulnerability and those risks and really taking, a, but do it with someone you trust that you can build that trust with and test it out as you go on that journey. Trust is a journey. It's not a something that just happens overnight. It takes working with someone over time. I think the process that that is so critical, and its you don't have to be in BDSM, but for any loving relationship over time, especially people that have been in long-term, really good relationships, sexual relationships, The foundation is being able to be vulnerable with your partner, letting them know that your whole self, not just certain aspects of yourself that you want to kind of put as your front. And we're taught early on, oh, you've got to show your best self out there. But with a partner, a lover, you have to open up and become more vulnerable for love to really take off and go to that next level. Well, this has been an amazing show tonight. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Become more vulnerable with yourself and with your partner. And you can become vulnerable with yourself. I remember exploring anal sex for the first time. And how scary it was. And I did it solo. Sometimes we can find a activity, sexual activity, that feels real taboo and kind of off limits. And yet, when I opened some of those doors, I discovered a whole new realm of pleasures and amazing things. It takes becoming vulnerable Then you can practice it on your own if you're not with a partner. Explore your entire body. See what feels good. And go into it without prejudgments. Oftentimes we think, oh, everybody thinks this is bad. I shouldn't do this. Well, maybe, maybe not. Let's explore it a little bit. As long as it's safe, sane, and consensual, and it's not harming yourself or others, explore it and discover what is within yourself. It's a process. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you.